to the Pub Meeple Podcast. Sit down, grab a mug, and listen as we talk about our favorite game mechanics and what's in store for Pub Meeple in 2017. I'm Gary. I'm Brian. I am Brian also. And I'm Chuck. And uh, before we get started, I'd uh, for our listeners out there that can't see, we have some uh, nice brews with us. And... Um, because we are a pub, after all. Yeah. And, you know, I thought I'd start this off. So, during my honeymoon, I went. I was in Cozumel, and I, you know, they don't have my Ziegenbach. Cause that was a long time ago. It is a long time ago. Let me get my story. <laughs> it's a honeymoon story. You need to keep it PG, hold on, buddy. Hold PG. on. Okay. So, I'm, I'm in Cozumel, and, and, of course, I'm not in Texas, so I can't get my Ziegenbach, because that's my go-to. I, I ask him for a dark beer, and he hands me this Negro Modelo. And he says, you need to try this. And so I figured that was the start of my marriage. This should be the start of our podcast. Oh, I get it. I'm drinking a Negro Modelo. I think some other people have, the other guys have different things. Right. Um, what do we got around the table? Uh, well, I uh, actually, because this is uh, our first podcast, this is kind of Gary's. Gary's wanted to do a podcast for a long time, and, and when we finally got this together, so we were really excited. I thought that I'd bring him some Scotch Ale from one of our favorite company's founders. So we're drinking the the founders Scotch Ale that they have, um, and it's it's first time I've had it. What do you think, Gary? I, I think this is this is delicious, man. I had a I drink this any day, man. It's good, very um, filling. Yeah. How about you, uh, other Brian? I'm deviating a little bit from the others. And uh, tonight I've got some coffee. That's usually how I prefer my brew. There's some beers that I enjoy, uh, but. Uh, tonight, uh, I'm drinking a, uh, a Cafe Domingo uh, made by uh, uh, Pete's Coffee. It's actually a really nice kind of a medium blend coffee. I don't, I, I don't even know. You know what? I don't even know how to talk about coffee. I just like it. So um, <laughs> it tastes good to me. There's some coffees that do and some that don't. So I think when you say Cafe Domingo, you have to kind of Cafe, Cafe Domingo. Domingo. It, sound, it sounds very <laughs> fancy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so. hey, I think you're fancy, so it works on me. <laughs> I, I feel much the same way about about coffee and beer. Like I don't I don't have the vocabulary to speak about it. Um, so, but let's try to speak about something we might have a, the vocabulary to it's talk good. about. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. Um, well, so I guess uh, let's go ahead and talk about uh, games we're kind of interested in or games we've been playing lately. Um, do you want to start off, Chuck? I uh, haven't gotten as many games to the table as I'd like to lately, but I did get Royals for Christmas, and I'm extremely excited about this. Uh, I heard someone describe it kind of like a uh, Ticket to Ride slash Splendor weight um, game, like if you combine those two and put them on a board. It's basically area control of area control, and... Um, what? Area control squared. <laughs> area wow. control of area control. Yeah, so basically wow. you have, you have you're, you're trying to control parts of the board, and you're... you're you're trying to control other parts of the board and it's just like it stacks on itself and it's just I mean it it takes one mechanism and it just builds upon it and it, it is that mechanism and I, I can't wait to so, play it. So would it be an area control game for area control lovers? Like would you you know like yeah, it's yeah. like that. It's that's really what cool. That's what he I'm hoping for. Yeah, he that's, doesn't know yet. I don't know yet. yet. Well, but, but that's, that's, that's your hope. Okay, yes. well, hey, I want to help you get it to the table. Um, <laughs> well, Brian Casey, how, how about yourself? What, what have you been playing? What well, is, you know, Christmas time, and that usually means family get-togethers. And, and by the way, we have a post on the on the website. You can go and see what what are some good games to take, and some of these are on my list. Um, uh, I got to play a couple rounds of King of Tokyo, and one of the cool things about this game is I was able to get this out with my uh, four and a half year olds, and uh, and their cousin and my brother, and so we had a nice big six player game of. 
king of Tokyo. We got to play. It was really fun. Uh, the kids loved rolling those big, chunky oh, dice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and beating each other up in Tokyo. So, <clears throat> great fun. But probably the highlight for me was getting uh, a three-player game of Scythe-In. I love to get that game to the table any who, chance I Who did I you play get. with? I got to play with my brother and my brother-in-law. Okay. So, and neither of them had played before, so we, we taught it and played it. And by the end of it, they were wanting to play again, but it was a little too late. So, yeah. you know. How'd it go? Who won? My brother won. Okay. So, and I actually came in last. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I like to play the game. Because you this won happens. last time we you, played. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, a sign of a good game is a game that you still enjoy when you come in last. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, exactly. I'm thinking of uh, that time I taught you guys to Galarus, Miss Todd a rule, and uh, I was raving about how much I love this game, and then you guys both like just wailed on me, but I still had a great time. It you was, it you was ruined like, it for me. You yeah. like you ruined my whole strategy. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 wait. Time out, time out. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's hear this story again. So... <laughs> So, uh, so Brian, or other Brian, uh, how, uh, what have you been playing lately? Well, I didn't really get to play over the holidays. Uh, we spent some time up in the Pacific Northwest, um, north of Portland, where my, my wife's hometown. But but I did get to stop into um, a game store in her hometown. It's a Longview, Kelso, just um, kind of a, a smaller town. It was it was really cool. This I, I, I didn't know what to expect. Walked into their local game store, which only have one there. And I was really impressed for the size of town, even for the size of the store there. This guy, his name's Trent at um, Dangerous Gentlemen's there in Longview, has uh, an amazing board game selection, especially for the size of their shop. Uh, he's very knowledgeable. It wasn't like what we usually expect when we walk into a game store, which is like a magic store that also sells board games. But this was more the other way around. Like this guy, they were doing magic, playing magic. That's that's what keeps a lot of these places going. But uh, you could tell his passion was in, in the board games and the stuff that we like. And we just had, I don't know, like an hour conversation. And he just had a lot of gems tucked away. In his oh, store, Traders of Osaka, and and uh, we were talking about Nevermore. He had all. I mean, he really even even had like the newest copies of uh, Unspeakable Words. I mean, he just really keeps up with it. And um, so, if you guys are in the Portland area and you want to get to know some gamers, kind of in the outskirts, or even if you're just in the Longview Kelso area, go check out Dangerous Gentlemen's uh, uh, over with Trent. He's a. Oh, I was I was really excited. I wish I could have gamed there because uh, I wasn't there long enough. But it was still a really fun experience. Even though to get to game. It was really really cool. So uh, sometimes you don't, you know, you gotta have these experiences around gaming. Like you maybe not, uh, you're not playing a board game, but you're talking to another gamer, and uh, you still get some enjoyment. Out of oh it. man, it was fun. Like I mean, he, he made a lot of good recommendations, but for the most part, I was just impressed with just his his knowledge and his love for for gaming. So you gotta really you gotta love when you find someone who's uh, kind of pushing the pushing the hobby in their town. What about you, Gary? Did you um, get anything out? Man, I, you know, I played a lot of games of the Resistance, which I mean, I'm not quite sure whether that's a good or bad thing. Uh, it's mostly good. Uh, it can be it, both. It, it, yeah. It's one of those games that's really good, but then you get you get uh, non gamers who they, they just find that there's this game that's not Monopoly and it's like social and they love it and they want to play like five rounds of it. And I kind of top our, out around two to three. Um, and so, but I enjoyed it. It's fun. Um, I was kind of hankering to get something uh, meaty to the table, but I did get um, the German Railroads expansion for Russian Railroads. I'm going to have to get that to the table soon and get you guys to play that with me. Um, I'm very interested in, in some of the mechanics there. Uh, the boards are a little different. And so, uh, so I've, got a little, I've got a little hope on the horizon, hopefully, to get something a little meatier in. So for those of you who don't know us, um, uh, we are a small group of, of gamers uh, out of Texas, and we just love to play games. And we actually love to design games, too. That's a little bit on the back burner for some of us, uh, like like me, but we do love that kind of stuff. Um, we kind of consider ourselves the the every gamer, if you will. We don't 
uh, get to play a ton of games. We are, uh, you know, we have full-time jobs. We are full-time dads, uh, you know, kids of all ages. And so it means that we spend a lot of time with our families uh, that we love. And that means that uh, the time we do get to spend doing stuff like this is um, a little shorter. But you know what? We love it anyway. Um, so we don't get to play quite as many games as some of the big reviewers, but that's okay. We, we still love to play the games oh, yeah. that we play. So, um, But just so you guys know a little bit about who we are, um, we want to come to you as uh, real people who um, are limited on time and money and space, just like most everybody else is. So that's who we are. It's fun to, to kind of hang out with some other guys, especially other dads that that have uh, you know some of the same kind of no, so restrictions, but priorities, uh, priorities, 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 is, priorities yeah. Yeah. you know, like, uh, we kind of want want to pay our, our mortgage and, and kind of put food on the table, <laughs> and also have time for our families. Wait. So, uh, so uh, board, game, uh, board games don't come first. Uh, well, well, sometimes, sometimes we we pay the bills after, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how that works out for you in a few months. Um, so no, I, I it's it's kind of don't fun. Don't look at my <laughs> bank statement. <laughs> I swear, honey. Is that what you tell you what? That game, I didn't know that was coming. That Kickstarter project was coming out today. No, I no. ordered that a year ago. You spent a year ago. It's uh, it's definitely something that uh, it's fun fun to fun to play with these guys. And so uh, we may not always be on the latest uh, trend. Sometimes we're playing games that uh, other people might have had in their hands for six months. But uh, we do kind of feel that uh, the four of us. Have some interesting thoughts on games, and uh, you know, I think share what, with some people. I think what sets us apart, and 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 it's not just us. I think a lot of people are like this that they just may not have a forum to, to vocalize. But is that because we've dabbled in a, in a lot of game design? Because we've we've done some other things that are hobby related, you know, resource materials, and and um, Brian does a lot with the the box inserts, and we we just exercise our creativity every way we can with our hobby. And it's not just getting together and playing games, but we like all the facets of this hobby. Uh, we really enjoy, um, just like anybody else, opening a box and oh, playing with everything, oh. everything um, that, that comes out of that box. And then just imagining playing that with your friends too later, you know. Um, so I, that with the, you know, just just being approachable. I, I, I think most people are, but um, I hope I hope we are too, you know, so. All right, so now that uh, that we've kind of introduced ourselves and, uh, and talked about a few games, um, I just want to say this, thank you for bringing this beer. It's excellent. Good. I'm, I'm Good. really enjoying it. It's, it, it's like it, it's on, on a – if I could equate beer to board games, it's like an excellent Euro. Okay? Oh, I'm just nice, going to say, man, nice. like that's, in, in, my, in my estimation, that's, that's high up on the list. So, so. I, think, I think it's interesting. I think I would be interested to hear some of our listeners. Um, if you've ever have – you, have any of you ever paired – Games with um, some kind of dessert or entree or even even a, a libation. If you've ever done that, like the other day night we played Russian Railroads with a ninety minute IPA. It's like oh yeah, these two things might. I don't know how those complement each other, but maybe they do. You maybe know, they do, comrade. Yeah, you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel very complimented. Yes, complimentary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So now that we've kind of introduced ourselves and some of the games we uh, we really like or kind of that we're into right now. Um, let's just go ahead and talk about what, what we kind of got together to talk about mainly tonight is uh, our favorite board game mechanics and mechanisms. Uh, Shuck, you want to go ahead and start us off? Yeah, sure. When I was thinking about this... <laughs> don't do that! <laughs> yeah. Do <Okay>. what? <laughs> you can't see it, but Gary's making faces. 
Hey, my jazz hands are wonderful. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I was thinking about this, and and the first thing that came to mind was set collection because probably the majority of the games that I have include set collection of some kind, um, and I I really enjoy set collection, but I think what I have the most fun playing is uh, engine building, and wow. engine building there there are many different forms. Um, you know, Deus is the one that comes to mind because I just I love that game. And uh, there's something about putting a, uh, a program, n not a programming game, that's, that's a different thing where you set a program up and you let it run. I don't care for those at all. But this one's is slowly over the, the period of the game, you're putting uh, something and then you add something to it and then you add another thing to it. And as you do this, you create this program that just, it, it's so satisfying watching it go off. And... Um, Deck builders do this in a sense. You you refine your deck. Um, the Guardians Explorer is one that I really enjoy. It's kind of a reverse deck builder, but you get to do so many things. And when you really get that combo going, you know, I was thinking about what maybe has attributed to my enjoyment of the engine building. And I, you know, it probably goes back to um, like video games and things like that. Uh, some online RPGs and things have, uh, you build your character and then the powers that you select build upon each other. And so I wondered if it was that or, or maybe even Magic the Gathering itself, um, just being introduced into that when I started playing board games back mm -hmm. in high yeah. school. Because some of those games literally are, uh, you're looking for a specific combo in that deck to go off. And when it does, it's just so gratifying. Oh yeah, like when when, the, when you pull a combo off and, and, and like for the win or like knock deny another player resources yeah, have, or something. They have some amazing. like infinite damage or something yeah. like that. Of course, the 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 likelihood of that usually happening, I wouldn't suggest making a deck like that because you'll lose most of the time. But but when you win, you win big. Oh, it's yeah. so great though. Yeah, but I think that's why I like engine building so much. Is it just it reminds me of those days and I just I enjoy it a lot. Gary, what was that? What was that engine building game you brought? Over to my house. Um, oh, you're putting me on the spot. Was it Settlers? Is that what that's called? Uh, oh, Imperial Settlers. Imperial Settlers. Yeah, that, that's, that's got kind of some engine building in that. And uh, That's the one I always think about. I forgot about Davis, but that is that is the one we, we played before. <coughs> so it, it's interesting so. you say that, because when I was going to purchase Davis, I was looking at both of those games, and I was mm -hmm. like, you know, do I want... Settlers is kind of the Imperial Settlers is kind of the lighter version of that, and Deus is kind of the heavier version. I'd agree. And it's like if I wanted one of those, I, like I want Deus. one that I can get into the meat. Yeah. yeah. And so I went for Deus. Deus is a little, is a little meatier, um, definitely. I'd, I'd I'd agree. I mean, I, I like Imperial Settlers a lot, but I'd I'd actually love to get Deus back to the table. Yeah, I, I do think of deck building games like you said. It's it's a little bit more of a, a random engine that you've built, hoping that you know the the right pieces come out at the right time, but. Um, uh, you know, I think of games like Dominion, mm -hmm. uh, where you're you're constructing that that little deck and then fine tuning it, getting all the cards out that you don't need anymore to to make that thing you know tune it and make it work as well as you can. So that's that's kind of what I think of when I think of deck building, or when I think of uh, engine building. Mm -hmm. I really like that mechanic too, or, or that that aspect of games, and even like in a bunch of Euro games. Um, like I was thinking earlier, um, like in, in La Havre. Um, or Lahav, I, I always mispronounce that one. But um, you know, in a way, it's almost kind of an, an efficiency game or an efficiency engine, where kind of like what you're talking about, you're trying to get the best resources, to get access to the best things, so you can pull off the combo. You want to get the most fish, and then you want to convert those fish to dried fish, and then you want to sell those for something else, 
that somehow at the end of it, no one predicts, but you're going to end up with steel or something, you know? And so, um, I, I think, uh, I definitely, that mechanic's just so sweet. It's, it's hard when it doesn't go your way. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes uh, disheartening. I don't know. I mean, do you ever feel that? Like yeah. when you're planning for it and then it doesn't quite go your way when it does, it's like like the best feeling, you know? Yeah. And worker placement can kind of be like that where, where you're getting this and this and this so that you can just put it all together and bam, 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 bam. And you get all your stuff, you know, lined up and organized and the way you want it to go. Yeah, so. Definitely. I, I'd say, I'd say that's, I mean, I know, I know it's kind of a common mechanic, but uh, I, I really love worker placement. And I think, the reason why I like it, and listening to you, what you're talking about, um, engine building, I think one of the reasons why I really like worker placement is because the games I play with it, it's usually paired with other mechanics. So you might have like a market, you might have like a real economic game, but it's got these worker placement, this worker play, placement aspect, or you've got, you know, maybe like some set collection, you're going to different worker spots and trying to collect these, these items. And so I feel like that one mechanic kind of exposes you to a bunch of others because it it's paired with so many because mm -hmm. it's just a, <clears throat> kind of like I don't know it's, it's just a, if you're looking for a way to get players to to perform like it's it's, it's I guess essentially a form of action selection although generally speaking worker placement involves usually involves denying access to that space right. at least for some some period of time um, but it's it's like you see a lot of designers kind of pair that with so many other mechanics. I, I think it's a, that's actually one of my favorite mechanics too is, and I think it pairs the, you know, there's a limitation on you and the number of workers that you have, uh, which I, I love limitation in games. It, it creates creativity and fun for me, you know, and interesting decisions. But so you have those limited number of, of actions that you can take. Um, and then you're limited on the board as to what you can do and d different games approach that in different ways. Uh, some games might require you to have a certain kind of worker to go to a space. But, like you said, the the whole thing of being able to interact with the other players in a way by denying them a space or by just taking a space that you had no idea someone else wanted, but, you know, uh, uh, but in, and so the, denying them that space, it's, it's uh, a really non-combative way of, of, of player interaction that is satisfying to a lot of people because it, it can be a little, you know, a little bit of a downer when someone takes your action space, but there's always next turn. There's always more action yeah. spaces, something else you can do. Definitely, if, if the game's designed well, I think I think there's ways around it. I think about the first time I played uh, uh, Agricola with, with Sean, and, um, and that's another game. I taught someone, and then he whipped me. Like It was like not even... I don't think it was even close. I think he just, he figured out, uh, he got his engine going in that one. You know, there's a little bit of engine building in that one, in a way, I guess if you're far. Um, but yeah, he got things going. And uh, man, but like with that game, you know, there's, it's definitely very tight and, 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 and stressful. And it, well, a lot of people don't like that. So I think there's some games you kind of need to stay away from if that's your, but like, I'm like you, I, I like, I like kind of being forced to be creative. Like, okay, well, I can't get that this way. Right. How can I do it? Or can I make this work without it? You know? Yeah. So, um, well, hey, well, Brian, what, what's one of your favorite mechanics? Um, I think uh, I think I enjoy, what I enjoy the most when, I, when I'm playing a game is uh, leveling in the, okay. in the game. Leveling within the game. And, and um, you know, it, it could be as, as simple as like what we do in Descent where you, you just get a card in between. Um, each each uh, mission or something like that that just gives you an extra ability, but but I I, I, th I think I really enjoy it the most when it's something that is taking 
like a, an ability or mechanic that's already exists and expand expands on it. So, I guess uh, the best examples I, I could think of is um, in Arcadia Quest. Um, you you also get to kind of level your characters up, but when you do, it's it's um, it's it's making a previous ability stronger. So instead okay. of like the rusty blade, you have the trusty blade. You know, um, or you know, and it's just really satisfying when you. That's that's in Arcadia Quest. It's a draft in between each each mission, and and you know you had hate. But now you can get hate two, like the sequel, you know, and it just feels really cool because it's the same ability, but it's just stronger or beefier. But I, I was thinking of, uh, I was thinking of it, and where else we've seen it recently, Brian, and, and uh, uh, Mechs versus Minions mm, does yeah. a really interesting level mechanic where you, Whoa. when you stack yeah. your cards on top of each other, it's the same card. Uh, that you know, as level one, but level two is just a little bit beefier version, and yeah. I really enjoy seeing the abilities kind of, kind of swell and grow. I, it's it's fun. That's that's really satisfying to me. So, Mace versus minions in that particular mechanic brings up something else. I think we've all we've talked about in the past, and I think all you guys told me you like this. But um, cards were where you can use them in multiple ways. Like thinking about Mace versus minions, mm. I might have uh, I can't think about the particular abilities, but I might have. Um, like a uh, like a, one of the blue cards that lets me jump forward to. But if I put another blue card on it, I'm going to switch the ability, but it'll level up that blue mm -hmm. card, that, right. that second uh, you know ability. So now I've, I've got to think, I've got this one card, but I've got two ways I can use it. Mm -hmm. Do I want to expand my, my tableau there and have more actions, or do I want to make one of my actions more effective? I mean, mm -hmm. I, to me, any game piece where I can use it multiple ways, I, mm -hmm. I really mm -hmm. enjoy that. Um, Deus does that. Yeah, oh, you can trash yes. your cards to to. <laughs> yeah, um, and and that's I think that is such a, a brilliant way to incorporate the engine building as well because if your engine's not going well, you get rid of your cards, you get some new cards. I, I think it's just good design because yeah. what you're, you're doing is you're not limiting your your players to whatever you happen to draw and, and yep. whatever's turned face up. You're giving them um, more options that. It may not be the most ideal thing that they wanted, but they don't feel like they're shoehorned well, into a decision. Well, even, even from a, like a manufacturing standpoint, having multiple use cards it limits multiple decks. You have one deck, and it can do multiple things. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's just good design overall. Yeah. I think it creates I mean, creativity for the players. Uh, yeah, it allows them to be creative in what they're what they're doing with their cards and allow them some different choices other than just what's on the card. You know, and I would agree with what you said, uh, Brian Beach. There uh, that uh. When we were playing Deus, I got some hands that I just did not like. Another game where they didn't have a, a way for me to recycle those cards, I might have felt like I was stuck with those cards and mm -hmm. these abilities, and I have to kind of make do with some suboptimal options. But in a game like that, where I can then take those cards and just basically trash them, but then get get new cards or, or, or you know use them in, in, in different ways, that card that I don't really want isn't necessarily a bad thing now. Mm -hmm. It's something that I can and use to build up what I do want. And not only could you trash them, but you could trash specific cards to get special abilities from the card that you're putting on top. Mm -hmm. And so it, I mean, it just really takes that whole being able to do something with one card or one item to an extreme. It's uh, it's a great design. That game was so good. It needs yeah. to get some more love. I know it got the new expansion at, at Essen. But uh, I think I think we need to get it back to the table and just kind of. Uh, I think it's a strong game oh, it's in, very in strong. its own. Yeah, the, you know? the expansion. I haven't been, you know, as uh, inclined to buy it. It adds some neat new things, but the majority of them I don't think are necessary. Uh, maybe one or two items. I mean, it's basically you take cards and you replace 
the different colors are, are God. Hey, if you if you haven't ever seen Deus, there's a there's a really cool video on. I think <laughs> oh, yeah. there's a YouTube channel <laughs> called Pub Meeple. These dudes, these dudes Pub Meeple. YouTube. I think it's youtubecom slash Pub Meeple. I think I, that's what it is. I think that's where and, I no, stumbled no, across it. I do yeah. believe that's the first time that Brian Proper played. It with is the first time Brian Proper played with us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, that good times. Yeah, good yeah. Times. And just so happens there, there's a website out there. I think that, that talks about this the same game. Yeah. And it, I think it's called. Pubmeeple.com. Oh, whoa, what a quinky dink. Yeah. How, how'd that happen? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's just forget about the fact that I use the word quinky dink. I've been around my kids for a few hours. I'll, I'll uh, segue us into some more mechanics then to, to get away from the quinky dink. Um, Please do. So it's hard for me to pin down just one. And like I, I was kind of tagged on the Gary's uh, worker placement. I, I really enjoy that mechanic. I love, uh, but I also love uh, resource management games and market kind of games where you're, you're, dealing with a market that you kind of have to figure out and have to deal with the supplies and demands of different goods and, or things like that, or having to deal with you know limited resources, figure out what you're going to do with those. One of the best examples of this is, is power grid <clears throat> and how you know the, you, you have the different uh, types of ways to power your, your power plants, but you have to know, you, you have to kind of pay attention to the market to know when to buy those. Mm. When, when's a good time oh, yeah. to buy those? When, when's a good time to buy them to deny someone else those those resources that they need? Um, but having those limited resources and having that uh, kind of uh, market aspect to them is really appealing to me. Do you think there's a strong trend for resource management games with games that are action selection, work replacement, kind of oh. like Power Grid? Oh, sure. Let's see. We, um, I, I think that uh, Scythe is an example of another uh, resource management type of game. In a way, it doesn't have the market aspect to it, but it has a little bit of the mm-hmm. the, the worker placement aspect to it. And but I mean, the, we we talked about worker placement kind of pairs with so many yeah. things. Well, I think it's almost you know back at back when we were growing up or my, my parents were playing games, it was always the track with the dice. So Monopoly is the one everybody thinks of, but that's not the only one. Some people are less familiar with games like Big Business. Or go for broke, or I mean, so many of these games had a track that you just rolled or drew cards around, and and I'm, I'm wondering what you guys think if um, you think the the worker placement proper, what we think about when we actually say worker placement, like Lords of Waterdeep or or uh, even Russian Railroads, where um, if that's kind of the new, I know not every game is that, but it's 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 a very popular trend that is is in lots and lots of games, and it's not going away. You know, that's true. No, then. Uh, you bring up a, a my, the other mechanic I wanted to talk about too, and that's this is in a lot of games also, um, and that's very simple dice rolling. Um, I love excitement in games, and and to me dice just bring a lot of that excitement. But I have to I have to layer a caveat on here. I don't like just rolling dice and seeing what happens. I it you have to have some way of influencing that die roll either before or after it happens. You either have to be preparing for it, like in like an eclipse. You're 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 building your ships in a way uh, that uh, you know that your dice are more effective in some ways, and that's all happens before you roll your dice. Or like in uh, Forbidden Stars, when you roll your dice and kind of see you know, the the lay of the dice that you have, and then play cards to augment those dice and try to change uh, change them to what you need. I don't usually like dice games. I'm probably more of the Euro guy, probably similar to Gary over here. Uh, I'm sure he likes the Euros too. So I don't like that. It's kind of like what you said with a caveat. I don't like, I want some way to mitigate it, but I think what I do like the most are, are dice that give you options, like uh, Dice Masters or Quarriers, oh, yeah. where where you, you roll your dice and then you can choose mm-hmm. what you want to do with them. 
things like those are really nice. Or any, of course, it goes back to engine building. It, you're building an engine with those two games too, and that's probably why I like them as well. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. When you can use those dice in creative and fun ways, and and um, like you in some of those games, you don't really get a bad roll. You just get a roll, and you have to figure out what to do with it. So, so, how, so I know for a fact you and I both love Lords of Vegas. Oh yeah. So how would Lords of Vegas fit in that paradigm? Because there are times where you just roll dice and see what happens. But I love it because you're, you're like you're looking at the odds the whole time. To me, know? Lords of Vegas is different. It, it's one of the it, like the die rolling in that game just makes thematic sense to me. You know, you're at a casino, you're taking a gamble to try to take over this casino from somebody. It's a long shot, but hey, you've got a shot. Well, for me, I like it because I know the odds before I roll the dice. That's right, true. Right, 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 you know. Well, you, you can yes, see. Yes, I guess that. Yeah. yeah. But but even in that game, like, like if you have a casino sitting there and one person has five die, another person has three, and you have one, you still have a chance. You mm -hmm. still have a chance to take that casino and own it. And um, But that wouldn't bother you as much. For some reason, if it makes thematic sense to me, that doesn't bother me at all. I love that about Lords of Vegas. I think another reason, or another form of dice rolling that I like are, are games like Catan or Jamaica, where you roll the dice first, and then everybody makes a decision based on those dice. Mm. Like you're, are kind of playing the odds on some of those. Like Catan is playing the odds. You're you're trying to get certain things based on the die number, and then in Jamaica, you everybody sees it, and then you pick a card. Surprise, our first podcast, we brought up Settlers of Catan. Good job. Yeah, up. well, you know, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I think... It's a good example. It is a good example. Is, example. I, I'm just giving you a hard time. It is, it is an excellent example, and you used it well. Well done. Well it's not done. a game that well I really play, play, but... You know, oh, no, no, now, now, now. Don't back off of it now. <laughs> you were begging me to play that with you last week. Hey, blowing up my phone. Blowing up my phone's egg. Play Catan Lies. All lies. Another, another game. Settlers of Catan's a good game. Oh, it's a great it's, game. It's right? not bad. You know, not, not something I'm... I've just played it a lot. Yeah. We have played it a lot. I mean, it's one of those that we're just kind of, you know, we, we love it. We love everybody. Come play Settlers of Catan with us. We love it. It's Catan. Oh, it's Catan now. It's just Catan now. Catan. I'm sorry. It will always be Settlers to me. Oh, I wonder okay. if they did that because of Imperial Settlers. I don't know. Or because I, it was right around that time I that they, they changed they, it. I think everyone just calls it Catan, so they're like, fine, we're going to name it. I mean, if you know the answer to that, send us an email. There you go. And now we're going to get some like, kind of like, com. we go through yeah. some like a rabbit hole, like just some conspiracy. You know, we won't hear from us ever again. Um, so well, speaking of the dice, uh, another game, and I think it's a crime we haven't got to this to the table because I know you own it, uh, Brian Casey, but uh, Castles of Burgundy. Oh, man. There's dice in there, but you can you can modify the results using uh, worker tiles. And so, and there's so many actions available available to you. If you, if you get a roll and it's not exactly what you wanted, it's not one of those games where it just ruins your strategy. You, you can, if, you, if you don't have any worker tiles left, you can kind of modify your strategy for this turn. Or just maybe go off in a different different way. I mean, the game's so so flexible that I don't I don't mind the dice in that game. You yeah. know, um, and I think Lagranja is another good one where you use the dice, have that little dice track. I like that. But game. Um, yeah, I was really we need to bring one. it back out. Mm, talk about another game. Yeah. We talk about another game with multiple card usage. Oh yeah, in, got, in an obvious way. It's got it's got yeah it's got multiple multiple uses on your cards and then the way you use the mm -hmm. dice in that game uh, it I don't feel locked in by the dice I don't feel that a, they're oh, just a the, part yeah, of the game they're, they're not just a, a big, part yeah. of the game yeah they're not well, it's a randomizer it's a it, randomizer to get you started yeah. it's just like a card draw you yeah. gotta figure out what to do with that card essentially it's it's a it could it could have they could have found a way to do some kind of card draw but no the dice 
in this in this particular design, we're a little cleaner. No, I, I was just going to say, and there's just something exciting to me about rolling dice because oh, yeah. it's a real. You get a real quick payoff. You roll you roll the dice. You wonder what's going to happen, and then it happens, and you get to do something fun. And you know, I always say I don't like a lot of dice rolling. But then uh, if someone pulls out descent, I'm like, yeah, descent. Yeah. And I don't know what like you were saying, like Lords of, like with Lords of Vegas. You know? Yeah, just the context some, of the game. It, it's weird. Like descent doesn't bother me. It's because descent is the best game of all time. Well, Brian's yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, but like but like risk drives me nuts. Oh yeah. Like I mean it's it's like it comes down to a single die roll. It's like I might as well just let's just take a dice. It's called at the very risk. beginning of the of game. It comes to a and just die. roll it yeah. and see who wins. And then you save <laughs> yourself two hours. Let's set, <laughs> let's set up all the armies and take turns rolling d20s like boulders down the, down the board. Oh, you you got but all in, my But guys. in descent, you've built your character. Yeah, too. I think like, that's I what think it is. That's what it is. You you get choices about those about the dice that you're going to roll. You, you know? get modifiers and, and things like that. Yeah. I think that's yeah. Yeah, and, and any time that Brian's the dungeon master or whatever it's called in that game and and we defeat you that that's that's probably mm. my favorite thing yeah about games. yeah i was about to say that was my favorite thing about lagrange is that i beat it <laughs> beat it i beat it okay. you <laughs> you beated me uh, it was so bad we had to create a word for it um you know and the, okay you just got game. beat it <laughs> here's, here's another game that i introduced to someone of course granted that was my first time i play that one too but i introduced someone to it I get just well done. I get beat in descent every time, and I'm always the one like, "Hey, let's play my game, guys!" And then I like just get rolled every time. Every, every time, every time I introduce a game to my daughter, she wins. Yeah. So I mean, it, you know. yeah. like we said, that's, a, that's, a, that's another, a sign of a good game. Though, that's right? another <laughs> podcast topic. <laughs> is, <laughs> is what is going on with losing games and teaching people? Yeah. What, what is going on with me losing games? Me and Sean losing games to our children. You know, like, let me let Daddy teach you this game. Oh, I figured it out, Daddy. No. Yeah, you know, I I think. Um, I descent. I I don't know what it is about that game, but it's just so. It's funny. amazing. It's and, what it is. And I think it. it okay, we've got. <laughs> let's, let's move on past that. Descent is amazing. I don't it's know if a, I can. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would you stay there? The rest of us are going to move on with the show. Right. While you just sit and murmur under your breath about descent. <laughs> um, no, I, but I think just tying back into what you were talking about, Lords of Vegas, and and sometimes if a design's really good, and it, it can have elements in it that in another game maybe you would find less desirable, less attractive, but. When it's just put in there, all the pieces work together. And like you said about Lords of Vegas, there's so much, there's a lot of random dice rolls, but in that game, it just works. Put it in another game, and I'm probably going to feel like I want to go to sleep. I know? think die rolls get a bad rap in that way, though, um, where, and I agree 100% with what you guys are saying about the how, how die, just kind of the random roll of a die can, can ruin the game or, or everything hinging. But I think it's not just the die. There's card games like that, too, where a random draw mm-hmm. that just kind of shoehorns you into a decision. We played a game like that. We won't, we won't mention it but we, we play tested a game where we were shoehorned into just a random card draw and there was no option to that card so yeah. i think it really comes back to options of of your results mm-hmm. more than it is you know the fact that you're rolling to die or drawing a card well, and, and I, I think when it comes to that with cards though that's usually on the designers that maybe there's particular cards that are too powerful in in the deck and they, they just end up relying on those cards or it's just not balanced. In our way, it was a in, our, in our, the game I'm talking about, um, or, or if you can think of a game like this, it was just a game on rails. It was basically you you turn the yep. card over and you do whatever, it and says. it told you what to do, and then um, you turn the next card over and do whatever it says. It, choose your own adventure book was more fun, you know. Uh, well, that's just not that's just limiting your choices. That's the problem with that is yeah. you just don't get an option. Exactly, and I think that's that's the problem with these straight die rolls with no with no options. That's kind of what we're kind of talking about is that. 
is that we want to be able to do something with it. You know, we're, so, we're intelligent gamers. So you think we can kind of sum this up by saying we like choice. Yeah. Whether, whatever me- mechanism that comes from, it's like we like choice. We like building an engine. We like choosing what to do with dice or cards. We like choosing how to level up a character or... Um, we like choosing where to put our worker and deny someone their, their, the resources that yeah. they need. Well put, man. Well put. All right, guys. Thanks for coming out and talking about board game mechanics tonight. I really enjoyed our conversation. For more content, check out PubMeeple.com where you'll find links to our YouTube channel where we feature some video reviews as well as some other content. Our board game ranking engine, which we've actually used to create our personal top tens that we're featuring on our website all this month of January. You're going to find some foam core insert guides to kind of help you organize your games. We've also got some really cool ideas planned for 2017. We're going to try a new way to feature some games that I think people will really like. So, you know, keep your eyes on that. If you've got any questions or any um, anything you'd want to, you want us to cover or talk about, uh, feel free to email us at pubmeeple at gmail.com or if you prefer, we're on Twitter at pub meeple we're also on instagram as at pub meeple as well thanks for listening and we'll see you next episode isn't this the part where you're supposed to burp the abcs i mean <laughs> <laughs> i thought i was gonna go i thought oh, that was gonna go on man, man. I, thought, oh. I thought i was told no on that no it's uh, <laughs> no one said no. All right. So now let's get back to descent. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs>